0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to It's Your season.life where we are discovering and celebrating life at any age. This is a story about you, for you, from people like you. We all share a lot as we mature in life, and the journey is made even more special when we can celebrate it with someone else. This podcast series is based on living well and eating well, with Living Well podcasts featuring guests who inspire all of us to live a life soulful and rooted in a passion eating well podcasts will be focused on healthy lifestyle tips easy recipes with a plant-forward focus and all-around wellness so let's get started So, hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of It's Your Season.life. This is the Living Well series, and we are going to learn how to live well and to live better with my guest today, Karina Cromer. Karina Cromer was born and raised in beautiful Greece, educated in England and the US, and has been living in Colorado for 24 years. She enjoys the mountains and lakes with her husband, adult kids, and animals, and keeps an organic ecosystem, which provides much of what they need to live. A vibrant life. I want to learn more about that for sure. But today we're going to take a deep dive into her extensive training in brain neurology, psychology, and body expression. And she has over two decades' experience of supporting women's health. And she's developed her own 12 week program and protocol for guiding her clients to rediscover health, joy, and vibrancy in life. Her 12 Steps to Freedom is an individualized program that includes transformative tools from Karina's multidisciplinary training. She is the founder and CEO of Inspired Health Energy Medicine and Coaching, as a certified energy medicine professional, health, wellness, and heart math coach, and a neurolinguistic programming practitioner. She's the developer of the ETC Lucid Hypnosis System, a safe way to understand and process life history. Thank you so much for joining me today, Karina. What an amazing background.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: I'm just so excited. Um, Just for the audience's vision, maybe, I met you, gosh, I guess about two months ago at a women's networking, and I was just like, I have got to get to know this woman better. Just amazing background. So here we are. So let's just get started. This is a very extensive background and what you have to offer to, to women and also to veterans. We're gonna hear more about that. But kind of how did you get started with this this kind of helping lifestyle? How was um, yeah just jump in and tell us <clears throat> how you started on that path.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it I guess I've been pretty blessed in life to have an early start mm-hmm. in understanding health and wellness um, since I grew up in greece um we were kind of like in a in a closed system if you want you know it's what we grew for the seasons is what we ate it's what we used for our well-being Um, my grandmother and my mother always had the little potions and lotions to take care of all little pains and aches so i was introduced to that style of living very early never really thought much about it but always sort of employed it myself for my own well-being as i was you know, as I became a young adult, and actually, I moved to the states in my twenties, and so I've been um, sort of by on my own, if you want, for a while. And as it happens with pretty much many people, I kind of got sight swept by corporate America. Um, had a pretty good career in advertising, marketing, and publishing, and um, life was just wonderful. You know, it just kept going. And then um, I had the opportunity to just jump back into it when I started my own family and, you know, I had kids and I started remembering all these things. Oh, you know, you want to use lavender for this and you would like to use chamomile tea to soothe their, you know, night dreams, um, just all kinds of things that came flooding back. And then I I realized um, down the road that what I had learned, actually exists as the system of energy medicine um, around the world i never knew it was a thing for me it was just kind of how i grew up you know but there is there's always a divine plan as i like to say so i was kind of like pushed back into that and meeting the right people and starting on this exploration journey of understanding my well-being how do i fit into this world who do i want to be what is it that i Long for the most, and how can I provide safety and stability for my family and for my kids? So this is kind of how it all started. Um, somebody talked to me about uh, Reiki, and then uh, the opportunity to work with healing touch came in. And then I'm just like a sponge. I love to learn, and I just kept exploring more and more modalities out there, and more uh, bringing close to me more information to understand my own body and who I am, and our own system of well-being. And so it just has evolved over the last twenty three years into this um, expression of a safe space where mostly women you know can come in and just find themselves again and recognize that uh, there is something deep inside of them that hasn't had the chance to be expressed or even understood. And so I help them find that and all of us have had some kind of trauma in our lives, whether you call it the big trauma or a small trauma, whatever it is, you know, if you fell off your bike and somebody didn't dust your knee, so to speak, that could turn into a small trauma. So we all have this opportunities to grow into who we really are and express life in its fullest and uh, that that's been my passion for a few years is to use everything i've learned um, for myself and for my family to help others find that expression of wellness and specifically joy i really do believe that we're here to thrive and not just survive so, very long um, answer to your short question, but I hope that works. <laughs>
0: oh, it's great! I was just sitting here taking notes and just thinking of things I want to take a deeper dive in because there's so much to unpack there. This unwell, this well-being, this you know, joy versus you know, a lot of happiness out there. But you know, joy, joy, and fulfillment are something totally different. Mm-hmm. So, you have this expression, this own. Um, program that you have created the 12 steps to freedom tell tell me a little bit about or tell us maybe uh, how that came into being what are you know just what is the program what is it a, a reflection of and how do you, you know how could you know who who might be the best ideal client for that is that a good way to say that Yes, yes. Thank you for
1: asking. Absolutely. Um, First of all, I came to call it the 12 Steps to Freedom because it seems like many, many things in life require 12 steps. I don't know if that's a divine number for humans, (laughs) but it just just seems to work, right? Uh Um, And the steps to freedom is to free yourself from from the shackles of your past. Because, and especially through the time of um, isolation during the pandemic, um it was very interesting because i found myself thinking oh no big deal you know most of my clientele is online i still can do what i was doing before this doesn't really affect me and then i tar- started taking some more courses uh that were focused on trauma and i came up with two pages worth of traumatic events that i thought oh my gosh I really should clear those first and work with them before I can, you know, continue to do what I do because this could really be a tremendous opening and understanding. Of, first of all, myself, and secondly, others as they come to me for help, right? And so I created this system first out of necessity for myself to move through my past to understand more about myself uh, to take care of little me that was never addressed or that I have felt was never addressed my parents did a wonderful job I never wanted for everything and they did the best they could but you can't help that I guess your children will have some experiences that to me were just absolutely exhausting and traumatic and they Locked up much of my personality, right? So I came to be in my 20s and my 30s, a very different person than the person I am now because I sort of have put up barriers in so many different ways to protect myself so what I thought was dangerous to my health and well-being and joy. Um, So I explored so many different things and I found this protocol to work the best for me as I realized that the first step is to understand the past and to create a safe space from which you can begin to live a different life. And this is the first, um, the introductory phase of the program is to really mm, help women step into that space and see what it is that might be holding them back and how to, you know, to help them create that space from which they can actually begin flourishing and living life the way that they would like to. And I think we all have. Um, sort of a dream at some point. We're like, oh, you know, when I was little, I always wanted to, I don't know, fly planes, for example. (laughs) We're going to talk about that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, you know, and and many, many times, most of the times, those dreams don't come true because society and life just kind of puts layers and layers upon us. And we come to this life in our, you know, 30s, 40s, and 50s, and and we're like, gosh, I wonder what happened to that dream I used to have. I don't even think it's possible. So my job through this program is to start clearing the waters, you know, understanding what happened, and with that clarity, begin to build the safety net that we need to step on a solid ground and from there to really kind of tap back into that joy the joyful moment of i've always wanted to do this or i've always wanted to be that and begin exploring that and within the 12 weeks we have the opportunity to work with energy medicine which is so helpful in first of all addressing the nervous system and calming down the system and getting away from the fight or flight and more into restore health, growth, and wellness, right? Uh And helping the body feel better, but also working on the emotional, mental aspect of it. And then lucid hypnosis is this wonderful system that I have come up with And the reason why it's called lucid hypnosis is because you're wide awake i noticed that a lot of my clients had trouble stepping into hypnosis because you know it's it's tough to let go of control it's hard so with lucid hypnosis they're wide awake but we're able to go into the subconsciousness and make changes and rewrite programs the programs that you actually want to run as opposed to the old stories that either have been given to you or that you've adopted through fear, right? So we rewrite those stories, and then um, we start working with that, and we do some journaling, we do some exploration, and we're also working with the, the practices of heart math, which is a fabulous way of understanding and addressing the heart and the electromagnetic field and how we can actually help to quiet the mind so that we can hear what the heart has to say because there's many components to being a human and we're often so busy that we don't take the time or we don't know how to listen to our heart right we're always rush 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 run run one thing to the next so we take the time to learn how to address the heart and what the heart is trying to tell us and this whole combination of modalities and practices and you know, constant practice. we We meet once a week on Zoom, and we really kind of go over what showed up and what we need to be addressing and how it would be nice to kind of move through this. And within twelve weeks, it's like this magical thing happens where they exhale. They literally exhale, and they have been holding their breath sometimes for decades, right? And that right there is the space where we want to be because through that, we can find growth and we can reclaim our joy and our smile and start living life from a whole different place. There you have it.
0: I, I'm I, so much has resonated with me. I'm over here again taking massive notes, but yeah. it's just it's so it's so compelling, and there's so many pieces to this. I do want to te- go back just a little bit because what I heard is, you know, as you went through your own exploration, this this whole program, multidisciplinary program, almost is just really an offshoot of what you had discovered about yourself and. Ways to help you move through, and then part of that is—is what I'm hearing—is you know these pieces of trauma that happen to us, you know, through you know childhood onward, and trauma is out there a lot now in the verbiage, and there's Mm -hmm. different variations on a theme of what people think of as trauma, and so tell me a little bit about two things. One, you know, you know, what is trauma? And because a lot of us think of it as like something, you know, obviously awful, but it's also something, you know, you tell me, but you know, what is your definition of trauma? And then if you wouldn't mind, maybe some examples, I don't know if you want to use something personal, or what are just some examples of trauma that we don't think of as things that we carry with us through life?
1: Mm, Yes, that's, that's a great point. So, My understanding of trauma is that it happens to us and it's not the event. It is how we react to the event. And when an event happens that we are unable to understand and overcome with the tools that we have at a time, then it gets lodged into our body and that's what we call cellular memory essentially there is a recorded event in the body that is no longer appropriate to the present moment but it has been trapped in there right uh-huh. and so it can show up in emotional health mental health physical health um, an example of that would be like somebody had come to me and All of their life, they have had this trouble with their shoulder. They couldn't move their shoulder. It would really hurt. They had so much pain within the shoulder and the arm coming down, and they couldn't understand what was going on. And we're working together. What happened is they came to realize that at some point when they were younger their father would grab the shoulder to keep him down right and to make his point and saying listen here let me tell you you know and that was so traumatic to them as a child that it expressed itself as a physical ailment because that energy never got to be released it never got to be understood there was no um if you want to call it understanding of why was this was happening, if it was even right, you know, that the father was doing this. So, for that person, it was a traumatic event. For another person, it might have been absolutely nothing, right? No big deal. Didn't even record it in their memory.
0: Uh-huh. But for
1: this particular person, because of their relationship with their dad, it felt like they were being put down and not allowed to speak and not allowed to grow within their space and be the person who they wanted to be because they were always under the hand of the father. Like, Uh you stay put, you stay there. So this is one expression of how trauma can show up later on in life. And yes, you're right. You know, we don't think of trauma. Most of us don't think we have trauma because we think of trauma as something huge, Uh right? But every one of us reacts differently to situations like that, and that really depends on our state of resilience. Because let's say if the two of us had a, a fender bender, for example, and, you know, You get out and you're like, oh, bummer. Look at this. What can we do? Let's exchange information. You know, no big deal. It just, it happened. And I might get out of the car and absolutely lose it and start screaming because I'm already in a bad place emotionally and mentally. And I can't handle this. And this is just the straw on the camel's back, right? So... All of us have, at some point, expressed and experienced trauma, and um, I did some work with a psychiatrist from the East Coast, and I love what he said because he said, basically, if you've been through COVID, you've been through trauma. In one way or another, you have been through trauma right?
0: Uh-huh. You,
1: you either, you know, whether it's because, uh, let's say you lost your job, or you lost your car, or your home, or you weren't able to go to the hospital for somebody that you love because they wouldn't let you in, uh, all kinds of situations, right? So trauma has many, many faces, and it's different for everybody. And what I really love about what I've put together is that it supports you at any point of life. Uh and you can go as far back or as far forward as you need to uh, provide an opening for your own life and find that peace and that resolution so you can move into what you really feel is a supportive life.
0: So I love this, um, what you had said earlier, about really understanding your past and finding a safe space so you can live differently and, you know, you're not stuck in this I don't know, you know muddy ground of, of really not being able to, you know, find joy. And, uh, you know, we conceptually of trauma, you know, we think of it, like you said, as something just horrible and bad and things that make the news. And, uh, but it, it's other things, like you said, that I love the idea of it carrying through at the cellular level. I'm just getting a real visual of that, Karina. (laughs) Yes. And Mm. um, thinking about how to not just shake it off, but, you know, understand it and then build that resiliency that you talked about. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, but you're so right. If I may add one more thing here, you said shake it off.
1: And when we watch and we learn from the animal kingdom, You'll see that, for example, when two, um, two geese come together in a pond and they have a tiff, right, and they just do their thing, whatever, then they will separate it and they will swim in different directions. They will shake their feathers, right, the whole coat. Oh. They will shake off that old energy and they'll keep moving and it's done with. Uh-huh. We as humans carry it through years and years right Uh with the thought of I could have said this I should have done that what if I had done this right right that's a big part of letting that energy run its course and we're not very good at that
0: so you talked about energy medicine and so what is give us a good definition of energy medicine what does that mean and do Oh,
1: what a great question. Energy medicine encompasses so much, but essentially it's the understanding that our body exists in many different levels. We have energy that flows through us just in the same way that we have electricity and voltage that moves through us in fact without it our heart wouldn't be pumping so there's many fields and there's a a really large electromagnetic field that exists in our body and everything is about flow and if you think about it just like the blood that runs through our body this is something we're familiar with right it's it's we see it we've we know it we've worked with it we understand it. So if there was to be a cloth somewhere in the flow of the blood, there would obviously be a health issue, right? Uh In that same way, when Uh, traumatic events and emotional issues and experiences happen they create um, blocks within our energetic system and within our electromagnetic system and so what happens is the flow of the energy gets discontinued or diverted or completely blocked and because of this it eventually Uh, expresses itself as a physical dis-ease of the body and and this is what energy medicine works with it's it's rooted in the ancients of times i mean it it can be traced back to ancient greece and egypt and and it keeps on going and nowadays what we are more familiar with are things like Healing Touch and Reiki and Quantum Healing and uh, Matrix Energetics. These are all ways of helping the human energy system or the biofield, as it is called otherwise, find its balance, its flow, providing cohesiveness into the system, right? So energy medicine is essentially the science of... Allowing for perfect flow in the body, so that we are able to bring in and let go everything that we need and we don't need, because we're like um almost like a conductor of energy, right? Like an antenna, things come in and things come out. And often when we say, you know, I don't know if you've heard the term being grounded, Uh but being Being grounded means that the energy flows through you and out. You don't keep it all in like a glass of water that keeps filling and filling because eventually it will overflow. There needs to be a way for us to discharge that. And so we work very well with the Earth's um, ionic system because we're part of it. We're not just standing separately on this earth we're part of this ecosystem so we take in positive and negative energy and when we're grounding we're discharging the energy into the earth and then we're breathing it back up and we allow it to move through us so it is a live system most of it of it we don't actually see and that's the part that most people have trouble with like yeah okay but where is it (laughs) right Uh and um until recently, we were not even able to um, understand physically how energy moves through the body, even through the nervous system, but we know how important the nervous system is in really um keeping everything on track in the body and this is the same thing energy flows through the nervous system and into all of our organs and into every part of the body and it flows out of the body and then it flows back in so it's this beautiful constant dance of um energy and um biological flow that works together to keep us in a healthy space and that affects us physically emotionally mentally and spiritually for that matter so it works in many many levels
0: so uh, it made me kind of think about eastern medicine and i'm sure i'm not is it ki or chi kind of yes is mm-hmm. it is that exactly. an ex- another example just for others that might you know, yes uh, so it's called yes ki chi
1: prana you know it has so many different words from mm-hmm. different cultures but they all pretty much denote the life force that moves through us yes
0: I just felt like I wanted to, as you were speaking. I wanted to go up in the mountains and have some forest therapy, and since, <laughs> yes, <and sense>, exactly, <laughs> you're right. send some energy down to the roots and see what mm-hmm. I can can bring back up to. Uh, but it's all snowy up there right now. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you also mentioned lucid hypnosis and mm-hmm. rewriting your programs that you have written for yourself. Uh, do you want to expand on that a little bit or would you expand? Like, Let me ask instead of always telling you, would you like to expand? I'll <laughs> edit that out, I promise. So let me see if I can rephrase that. So you also mentioned lucid hypnosis where you're actually wide awake. And But there's another thing that kind of caught my attention is that of, of us – writing programs that stay with us so that we might have the potential to 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 rewrite them. So I'm thinking like computer programming. Would mm-hmm. you mind expanding a little bit more on lucid hypnosis?
1: I would love to. So the idea of the body as a program um is not very new. You know, we all are shaped into who we are. And if you think about it uh, we copy everything from the minute that we come into this life we learn how to speak by copying our parents and those around us we we'll learn how to eventually stand up and walk by copying those around us right and in that same way we actually create a lot of our thinking processes according to the environment that we're raised in so and epigenetics is very much based on that idea is like um how does your immediate environment actually affect you in the expression of your own genes? Um, and, And that's obvious in in the way that people are raised, if if I can bring an example, um, you know, two people, two kids, let's say, might be raised in the same environment, but they'll come out with a different character, right? Uh So each one of us has sort of like a propensity to go one way or another, but we're we're very much directed um, by what and who is around us. So when somebody let's say in our family our parents say hey you know what please um, watch how you spend your money as a young kid as a young adult because money doesn't grow on trees well right there you hear that so many times during your life growing up is now you have a block around financial abundance because what you're thinking is oh, money doesn't grow trees, I need to be careful, money is scarce, I might not have enough money, right, and all of these thoughts come around it, that forms a programming in our head, okay? Um in that same way, we can have an abundant programming, like, you know, somebody might say, hey, no big deal, you know, um, money is a, is a form of energy and it will always flow, so don't worry about it, just know that the abundance will always flow through you. Well, now that's the exact opposite programming. The problem is that we are very good at having limiting programming in our head. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we are just, we're always having like the worst thoughts. You know, when somebody runs late, first thing in our minds is like, oh my God, what what might have happened? Something bad must have happened. As opposed to, hey, there's traffic, they'll be here soon. All of these are ways that the brain works. And I wish I had the time to really go into um, the expression of neurons and how it all happens but if you can think of the visual of a tree and uh, and its branches right and you have two trees that are raised you know that are growing very close to each other and they're growing to be nice and big full trees and each one of them has its own branches and so the thoughts and the neurons in our heads are like those branches the more we think of a certain thought the more that branch grows longer and expands itself and perhaps it grows, you know, gives it more girth and it just has a lot more energy flow into it, right? So now it's going to try and reach towards the other tree because they're growing into each other and those tree branches that are alike tend to connect with each other. The neurons that that fire together kind of tend to... Uh, connect more and more and now you're forming a connection that in your head says money doesn't grow on trees right and that's a very firm connection because you have heard it all of your life until you become a an adult and okay. it's just in the back of your head you're never consciously thinking of it but every time you go to spend money you might not and you might be frugal because you're like mm, you know i don't know where the next paycheck's going to come from so what we're doing is we're exploring all of these thoughts and the limitations that they cause. And we call them limiting beliefs. And we go in and we say, okay, well, so what feels uncomfortable? What what part of your life are you having trouble thriving in? And they might say, well, you know, it's, it's a financial thing. It's like I never seem to have enough money to feel good and I feel so stressed. And because I feel so stressed, I get myself sick. And it's like, you know, it tumbles along. So we go into a form of hypnosis which accesses those ideas and we allow the subconscious to go to that thought that is the most prominent at this moment for this specific person that is limiting, right? And we look at it and we acknowledge it and now we bring it forth and with neurolinguistic programming which is a system of addressing and shifting programming we bring in a new thought and we say, well, okay, so all of my life I thought that money didn't grow trees. But now I come to realize that actually that energy is abundant around me and I have nothing to worry about. So we're completely replacing the old thought with a new thought. So when now in the next instance that you are faced with, you know, the question, should I buy this, should I not? The thought that comes up is, you know what, I'm abundant, and if I really wanted to, I could buy that, but maybe I want it, maybe I don't want it, right? Completely way of rea- different way of reacting to it. And the reaction that comes with this thought is also one that is supported by your hormones. So instead of being in a stress reaction and creating the stress hormone cortisol in- within your body, you're now moving more into hormones that support you in feeling well. So the whole system feels better. So we find more health and more uh, well-being, right? So everything works together. It's phenomenal. So lucid hypnosis is about, you know, an hour long of literally you laying back on a massage table and working in a conversational way with your subconscious. And I just direct that. I help you go into all the right places and reassess and reprogram and find ways to express yourself that actually support your well-being and your growth and your flourishing in life.
0: Oh my god that's fascinating right <laughs> <laughs> I think so too <laughs> that is it's just fascinating i'm 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 you know because, I mean, I have enough background to go with you on on, on a lot of that with neuro linguistic programming, and, mm-hmm. and I'm fascinated. So, so this is for clarity. That was absolutely fascinating, Corina. So, we're, but I would like for you to take, you know, maybe a minute or two. What? So, this is very different than mental health counseling, and we want to make sure there's yes. some clarity between that. So, for the audience, so. Uh, w- When, what, not, how does it interplay with mental health counseling? Yes, um,
1: I love that because um, there is a distinction and um, the difference here is that we approach it from the blueprint of the body. As opposed to a story that's being told. Um, I am not a mental health counselor and um, I don't work in such capacity. Uh, they have there's many, many different ways to support that type of um, mental health counseling. The way that I look at it is how can I bring a fresh breath into the body? Uh-huh. How can I help you feel right within This vehicle that you have chosen to feel light, to feel energetic and to not feel like you're dragging, you know, 40 years of your life or however much behind you each time you have to make a decision or speak a word. So I recognize that mental health is addressed through this process because we do manage to find a peaceful space of understanding what has been happening most of our lives and because of that clarity we come into a space where we feel more peaceful and the body starts releasing all of the past energy that has been trapped and hence the final exhale and starting to bring in a new inhale that is fresh the difference uh, between mental health is that they really approach it from a very mental place hence the word mental health right
0: Uh uh Um,
1: i approach it from a heart space it has been proven in the scientific world that there is actually 80 percent communication from the heart to the mind and only 20% the other way around. So I approach it from the space of the heart. What is the heart trying to tell you? What is going on in there? How can we bring in peace and love and acceptance and self-love more than anything into the heart space and then allow that to move upwards into the brain and calm everything down, right?
0: Yeah, so kind of launching off of that, and since I know uh, you're, I I know you do counsel men, but I think some of your ideal clients might be women, and speaking to the, to people in the audience, like, not maybe laundry listing, but, you know, what is, who, who, what woman, what woman would need your services? Kind of like a woman who, or a person who, uh, kind of thinking about, hmm? Ideal or someone who could utilize your services.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. So I have found that I really enjoy working, and that seems to be the kind of people that I'm attracting. um, Is women who are um, successful entrepreneurs, or they're uh, women who are high up in the, um, you know, like CEOs and CFOs, and um, the reason why is because they have always been busy in their lives in on a Mm, on a journey to succeed and to prove themselves that they seem to have completely put in the back (laughs) their Uh self-care and their Uh self-love um and all of a sudden something gets triggered and they're like oh dang you know um i'm in my 50s and i what is it that I really want because this is not fulfilling? I am so successful in life and I have everything I need and I can do everything I want, except for I feel empty inside. There's something missing, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so a lot of these women actually, believe it or not, come with some background trauma that that they have not manage to quite put their finger on and usually this is what happens they come in because they resonate with what they learn about me they find out about me from my website word of mouth whatever it is and they resonate and they feel called and once we start working together it's like this amazing flourishing of a flower you know it's like oh wow i had no idea but i have been holding all of this all these years and so that opens up the space for them to not only be successful in business, for example, but also to find their inner joy and start working from a whole different place, the place of the heart. Uh-huh. And, and this is really what I'm all about. And the reason why um, I know I haven't mentioned this, but I give some of my time to uh, a clinic that we work with veterans here locally. This is why I love my work with a veteran so much is because they find uh, a space where they can feel peaceful, they can feel um, uh, accepted, and they can begin exploring a part of themselves that has been hidden for so long. Um, and in the, vet- in the clinic, what I mostly offer is healing touch, you know, energy medicine, and again, my focus is on ptsd um suicide ideation um sleep disorders the things that support a person the most so it's it's you know um it's magical i don't know how it happens but the right people always come to me
0: I, I, think they, I think they I think can feel this energy out there that you have. It's it's just I I know I felt it. It just it just emanates. I was you just you're drawn. You you share your energy and you can certainly I I know I I certainly felt it as well. I do want to launch off of something you said earlier, and that was about dreams. And maybe not um, part part of this process is is you know maybe you've squelched a dream and have, have just had had it not come true. You and I had a fun sidebar before we started this. So, you know, you've dreamt. What's the gutsiest thing that you've done in your life?
1: (laughs) Yes, thank you. Um, It's extraordinary. Every time I think of it, and it was a while back, it was um, probably a good 25 years ago. Uh, But I love to be up in the air and... um, when I was in my young adult years, I was learning how to fly an airplane, and I really enjoyed that. and um I moved from Greece to the u s and I never got to finish my hours and get my license as a pilot. Um, I kind of forgot about it. You know, life happens, and you tend to let go of some things and latch onto others. Uh, but I had the opportunity while i was in florida to actually fly i believe it was a mig-29 it was a a russian fighter plane a fighter jet and um it was just the most incredible experience and there was two of us that took off and we kind of had this um This battle up in the air and it was complete with fake smoke and everything if you hit each other you know and we did barrels and loops in the air and it is my space it's such a sense of peace to be up in the air looking down at earth and seeing everything and everything is super quiet and i don't know it was incredible uh i would do it again in a heartbeat but i was told by my husband our kids have to grow up first before i can <laughs> engage into something like that again uh, an incredible, incredible experience. So yeah, I would say that was probably the most gutsy thing I've ever done.
0: <laughs> I, I love this paradox of, you know, I'm in this MIG, but it was so peaceful. It is just it's, just, it's yes. such a great paradox. It's yes. just or juxtaposition. It's just great. <laughs> so you talk a lot about self-care, Karina, and it's certainly out everywhere. What a, would you mind sharing what you might do for your own self-care? I mean, you 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 do a lot for others. How do you take care of yourself? Yes, that
1: definitely. Um, it is very important to nourish my own um, system because I work with so many people. And um, one of my very favorite ones is what I call take 10. And especially, you know, I think you will relate to this because as women, when we have even five minutes, we're like, oh, oh wait, I can empty the, the washing machine and I can just put the clothes into the dryer. Oh, wait, I, I got to make some hot tea, um, w- hot water for tea. Or I think I'm going to run to the gas station and grab what I need it, right? It's like we never take two minutes to sit down <laughs> and be still because we're used to multitasking and we're used to taking care of everybody before ourselves we're just that kind of you know nourishing um entities if you want so the take 10 is something i remind myself all the time it's like you know if you have 10 minutes sit down breathe Take nice, nourishing, full breaths. It's almost as if you're breathing into your heart and out of your heart. Even if it's three, four, five breaths, you know, take 10 minutes and close yourself in the toilet, you know, because it's the only peaceful time we have sometimes. Uh It's like literally to go to the bathroom and just quiet down and allow yourself to breathe just sit there for a moment and just breathe because that breathing brings in cohesiveness into the system and not only will it recharge our energy but it will give us clarity for the rest of the day so take 10 is a fabulous way to just stop connect and breathe and stop connect and breathe don't run into the next thing. You'll take care of that too. Just breathe,
0: right? Right, right. You know, but- I'm an old respiratory therapist. I'm a prior respiratory therapist love so it. but and I always I always you know when you can't breathe nothing else matters and yes and I just and conceptually, I love this idea of breathing as nourishment. I love the word nourishment when people use it because it's so much more has so much more breath than just feeding and but nourishing is just it's just makes it much more a complex movement of what you're doing with your body so i I love that you use that term
1: hmm. Yeah, it might be because we're both also connected so much to um, cooking and nourishing (laughs) our bodies with
0: food, you know. (laughs) Which is a whole other it's, podcast. We're going to do a whole yes. other one on that one someday. Um, yeah, we both we both uh, we both enjoy our cooking, and you've written your cookbook as well. So I'll be sure and put that in in be the, in the show notes as well. Um, okay, so tell us um, some someone's out there and wants to uh, get started. Tell tell us a little bit how they would get started with you, and is it Zoom or in person? I don't remember.
1: So um, if you're local, I'd be happy to see you in person. Um, I do that, but I'm also on Zoom. We can also do phone calls and uh, whichever way. Now, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Most of my clientele has always been global because I am from Europe, so I have clients, you know, in Europe in Asia and South America, you name it. So wherever you're at, we can work together. It's a fabulous experience. My website is KarinaKromer.com. And uh, I am on um, LinkedIn as well as Karina P. Cromer. I have an Instagram presence under Karina Cromer as well. And, oh, Facebook, of course. And I think Facebook is under Inspired Health Energy Medicine and Coaching. And I do have a YouTube channel because I do quite a few videos that I love to share with people they're free there are visualizations and meditation and little short videos on how to take care of anxiety and sleeplessness and how to bring more calm into your life so that is always out there if somebody needs some free resources i love to add to it all the time um and i have very good feedback so um it's one of my ways of giving back um yeah so that's pretty much it and um Through my website, you can contact me, too. You can either email me or even call me.
0: And the YouTube channel, I think that's a a wonderful way to kind of get to know you as well. Even though, yeah, just to see you and and experience you. What is your YouTube channel again?
1: It's under Karina Cromer as
0: well. Oh, Karina, this has been magical. I'm just going to tell you what it is. It's just one of the best hours. Just magical to hear... Everything you have to offer, and how deeply you feel about this, and and help us help us kind of think through that trauma isn't what we think it is, and there are ways to to get us through and move us forward, as you say, and and mm-hmm. and change our lives, live differently, absolutely. Yes.
1: Yes, that's exactly it. I I really, I'm here to help women thrive. This is what I believe in. We are incredible beings. We can handle so much. We can juggle so much, but we first need to put in self-care, and and this is where I come in. So thank you for this opportunity. It's been a lot of fun chatting.
0: I appreciate you. (laughs) Oh, I appreciate you, too. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you have a new tip for living well and celebrating life every day. Give me a shout out with comments or suggestions for future Living Well podcasts. Be sure and check out my website podcast page too with other interviews of awesome guests sharing their love for living well. You can find me at life, or just search Lisa Boson, B-O-E-S-E-N. And of course, here on Podbean. So thanks for joining me. And remember, it's always your season to celebrate life at any age.